Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Made Simple. I'm Sam Moss, the CEO and co-founder of OneClick Agency. On this show, I interview marketing experts from fast-growing B2B SaaS companies. We feature podcast episodes I'm a guest on, and sometimes we throw in a consulting call I've done with another company. Our goal with this show is to equip you and give you the tools you need to be the best marketer you can be. Hey everybody, welcome back to B2B Made Simple and our AMA series. Um, basically what this is, is we take questions that I've been getting on LinkedIn um, that are related to marketing and then answer them here on the podcast. Uh, this is week four, I believe, that we're up to now of, of doing this. So if you have questions that you would like to be featured on the show or you'd like to hear my thoughts on, um, shoot me a DM on LinkedIn name is Sam Moss, Uh, should be able to find me. I come up pretty uh, easily in the search there. Send me, connect with me, send me a DM and we will get your question featured here on the show. Um, So today we have kind of a theme, we batch these together because they're all uh, pretty similar and it all ties into what we do on LinkedIn, what I've done with my personal page and then what we're doing as a company through our company page, um, really to drive demand for our company Uh, So if you're a marketer, this could be a really good strategy to implement uh, with your team, even with people in your organization, and get an idea for what works on LinkedIn, what doesn't, and possibly what you could do um, to generate pipeline and revenue, just like we've been doing for about a year and a half. Um, So the first question is from Kyle. He asked, uh, how long did it take you to build your tribe on LinkedIn? Um, So I've been at LinkedIn now for about a year and a half. Um, I didn't really have much of a uh, identity when I started. I I knew that I should be posting content, but didn't know what to post. And I have since really honed that in to B2B marketing, primarily uh, how to build a brand, uh, organic content strategies, um, personal branding, um, and a number of, uh, you know, subcategories that I've really... um, honed in on underneath that marketing um, umbrella. So a year and a half is how long I've been at it. I don't I don't know how long it took me to necessarily build a tribe just because, you know, it's been slow, but um, started about a year and a half ago and now I am where I'm at. Um, Beth asked, what should I do when I consistently comment on another person's posts, but they never comment on mine? Um, you know, this has happened to me. And when it does happen, I don't think too much about it. Um, for one, my content might not be showing up in their feed and you're kind of, uh, at the mercy of the LinkedIn algorithm at that point Two, um, your content might not actually be a fit for them. Maybe they're, they don't, it doesn't resonate with them. Maybe they're an ideal buyer and it isn't delivering in value. Um, maybe they're just not getting much out of it. And then honestly, maybe it's like I said, just not a fit for them. Maybe their, your content doesn't apply to them at all. And the more that they don't engage with your content, the more the algorithm won't even feed it to them. Uh, So maybe it wasn't valuable to them at first, and now it is. But unfortunately, they probably wouldn't know that because you're not in their feed anymore. And that's just how the algorithm works. Um, Another thing is maybe they just don't have enough time to be commenting on everyone's posts uh, that they know. I know that I fall into that camp. I get... um, you know, very faithful commenters on my posts for years, Uh, well, not years, but months. And I would love to be able to 
personally reach out and comment on all of their their content, but there becomes a time when it's it's really tough to do that. Do I do it um, from time to time as best I can? A hundred percent. But you have to keep in mind, I'm running a business. Um, I'm trying to grow a, a tribe on LinkedIn, and like there are other people that you know are, are doing the same thing and commenting, and I can't respond to everybody by going to their posts. So keep that in mind as well. It could be um, really just a time thing and there's nothing wrong with your content. Um, but I really wouldn't think too much about it um, and really just keep creating the content. Next question is from Art. You preach that it's important to respond to LinkedIn comments. Should we respond to the stupid ones? Uh, you know, it is important to respond to the comments. I think it goes a long way. And what I mean by respond is if someone comments on your post, you write them a note under it, whether it's an emoji, a thumbs up, like at least it's something, right? To acknowledge that they took the time to post uh, a comment on your post. Um, now, if it's a troll, I'd normally just let it go and ignore. Um, a lot of times, the my fa- like faithful followers will be the ones to jump on the troll and kind of like, um, you know, nip at them a bit. So I just try not to waste my time with it. And you'll notice that there are trolls on LinkedIn. So I'm sure it's going to happen to you if, if you continue to post content, whether it's for your company or you um, as like a brand ambassador for your for your organization, you'll you'll come across it and uh, I wouldn't respond to them. Eventually, you can block them if you wanted to. Next question is from Corey. Uh, what's your strategy or method for building your LinkedIn community? All right, so my strategy is to connect with ideal buyers who comment and like uh, either an influencer or a micro-influencer with the same content topic as me. And the reason I do this is you have to be actively connecting with new people so that they are constantly discovering your content. And I don't mean connect with them and then immediately send them a DM that says, hey, I would love it if you checked out my recent post. I do not send a message. I do not follow up with a message. I just simply send the connection request. And if it goes through, it goes through. I send roughly five to 10 a day, um, no more than uh, 25 to 50 a week. Now, six months ago, I could send hundreds uh, per week, right? Now, LinkedIn has actually been cracking down on this. So unfortunately, if you're kind of late to the game, this is going to be a slow roller for you. But it, if people connect, like, it will be your content will be one of the first things they see in your feed. So if you're posting content daily and you have a new connection, they will see it in their feed. Good or bad, they if they comment and engage, it's going to continue. So that goes back to like the quality of your content. Uh, who are you connecting with? Um, would your content actually apply to them? And if they like it or engage with it, then the LinkedIn algorithm is going to continue to feed it. But if they just scroll past it because it's not good, then you kind of wasted the opportunity in that sweet spot of LinkedIn testing out to see if they like your content. And if you if you notice, you probably have seen that when you connect with somebody or they send you a connection request, you see their content in the feed for a couple of days. Um, and that's the LinkedIn alg- algorithm kind of testing things out. Um, so that's my strategy. Now, eventually, once your content starts to pick up steam, uh, people will naturally reach out to connect with you and they will also follow you. Um, so like the the amount of people that reach out to me is definitely more than what I am reaching out to them, but I still do it on a weekly basis just to get new um, marketers hopefully consuming my content and the content from our podcast that I post on LinkedIn. So definitely be proactive about that. Um, and the reason you don't wanna just connect with anybody 
is because a lot of times people just have this LinkedIn profile and they never get on the platform. So how is that going to build your community if they never get on and consume your content? Um, so that's why I said I go after an influencer. So typically, um, I'll look at Chris Walker, who's really heavy in the, uh, the marketing space. I will look at who's engaged with Dave Gearhart, who's engaged with Udi from Gong, um, a number of big names like that. And then I will go through and see who's commented and liked and engaged. And it shows that they are active on the platform within the past week and that they're going to consume uh, marketing content and hopefully ours delivers and provides value to them. Uh, so that's how I approach that. Um, Corey also had another question here. How do you manage dormant connections? Because LinkedIn is starting to throttle down on organic reach, which is true. Um, I hear it might help if you unfollow them, but stay connected. Thoughts on that strategy? Um, you know, I haven't put too much thought into this. Uh, but one thing I did was I actually went through all the people I'm connected to and did a mass unfollow of the random people that I'm connected to, but don't know well at all. Um, and for one, it really cleaned up my feed. So I'm seeing a hundred percent of the content that I want to see from the creators that I want to see and the connections and the relationships I've built, uh, with people that I, you know, genuinely know. Um, so that was really cool. It was like a purge. And then, uh, you know, I didn't really know if it if it helps with like the reach of my posts. I don't think it has, and I don't know if it has that much, uh, you know, of an impact of whether or not my content get out gets out there. But again, this is where we get into like overthinking what we're doing as marketers, um, and you know, you don't want to overthink it. Just continue to do what works, and don't really look too deep into things because a lot of times you're going to get distracted with with things that don't really matter. Um. Arena asked, should you create content only for your ideal buyer? Uh, I agree about the point, quote, content for content only. And what do you think slash or may should or may slash should there be a difference between company's page content and a person's uh, like a personal brand's page content? Should the emphasis uh, on should there be emphasis on some of those? So basically what she's asking is, should there be a difference between what you're posting as an individual on LinkedIn and what your company is posting on LinkedIn? And if you are a person posting on LinkedIn, should you only be posting content for your ideal buyer? Uh, when it comes to a personal account, should you be posting only for an ideal buyer? No. Uh, now, if you have a financial stake in your company, that is when I would consider posting content related to your ideal buyer's industry. So for example, I co-founded OneClick, right? We, we help marketers with their websites and their web development and web design, right? So therefore, I have a financial stake in how well my content performs. Like if, if, our, if our content is good and it drives inbound um, business, that's good, right? So therefore, I want to continue posting content that is helpful for my ideal buyers. I am financially like at stake here. Now, teams like Gravy, Refine Labs, uh, Sweetfish Media, these are three off the top of my head that would do a really good job with their content, even Gong. Um, their employees, a lot of them don't have a financial stake in the company, but they understand that it's really important to have a personal brand because one, they love their company and they're going to want to get some promotion for it just because of what they're doing. And like down the road, maybe they won't be at those companies, but their brand will go with them, right? So these people I see a lot of times are posting like what they're passionate about. 
So for example, uh, Devin Reed from Gong. Um, Gong obviously is a sales tool that helps people sell better. Uh, but uh, Devin talks about copywriting and that's all his content is. He has a massive following because of that. And, you know, and that points back to Gong, right? So he's not necessarily posting what would be best for their ideal customer. Maybe he is, but it doesn't really relate to the product, but he's posting about what he's passionate about. And in return, it's it's driving awareness for Gong. And if, if Devin has ever leaves Gong or is, is Gong, is gone from gong, <laughs> um, that, that brand will follow him. So I don't think that you always need to post for your ideal buyer. Uh, again, if you have a financial stake in the company, then that's a great time to do that. That's how I, I do it because I want to drive, you know, inbound, um, business for us, but you definitely don't have to. Now, when it comes to content, uh, that differs from your company page, um, you know, I think that there is a difference for sure. Uh, but for example, a lot of the content that we post on our company page is straight from our podcast. And then a lot of the content that I post on my personal is from our podcast. Now, I think that like, it depends. I know that's such a cliche answer, but um, there is some difference in the content. But a lot of times, the, the company page should be more personal like a personal page. Um, because a lot of these brands almost feel faceless and they post this rigid content that is PR driven that, you know, wants it almost wants you to, you know, go get an email address. You post content in return, you're wanting an email address and that stuff just doesn't build a page and it has no personality behind it. So when it comes to business pages, uh, or company pages, yeah, I would definitely post, um, more personal content, uh, that's like going to connect with your buyers, um, like a personal page would. So Irina has another, uh, question here. Should there be some personal content as well on your personal pages? So quote, personal content. I mean, not only business related, but personal. And this, I'm actually a very big fan of, um, the reason is people trust you more and they'll build a better connection with you when they know you. Um, some of my most engaged posts are on my LinkedIn are me and my family. We posted an Easter picture of us at church, um, blew up. And a lot of people said like, oh, this is so cool to see like you outside the business world, right? Instead of just posting marketing stuff. I've posted pictures of my daughter uh, at the computer with me. And I'm just like, hey, she's selling a website today, right? And it's just like fun content that people are like, wow, Sam has a life and a family outside of um LinkedIn and, and marketing and podcasts, uh, it's fun and it builds that connection and a trust to know that, you know, I'm a human just like you are. Um, and I've had people say like on sales calls, like, oh, I love, uh, you know, the pictures of you and your daughter and you and, and your family and your wife um, love seeing that stuff. And again, I think LinkedIn speaks for itself. Those posts are have massive engagement on them compared to something I post about a podcast. Now, again, it's not really Facebook or Instagram. So like if I were to post every single day a picture of me and my family, I think people would, you know, it would get old for sure. But to sprinkle it in every once in a while, I think is really cool. And it, it really kind of gives like a look into your life. And people do really crave that, even if they play tough to get on a business platform like LinkedIn. So those are that's my two cents on it. All right. Um, Katie asks, do you see value in consistency and not just valuable content? And I think by consistency, she means posting daily or, you know, every few days. 
Um, yes, I, I do see a lot of value in consistency, but I would way rather value, uh, prioritize valuable content. So the reason being is I would rather put out a really helpful piece of content that people are going to consume that like I put a lot of thought into every week than like a bunch of crappy posts or fluffy, mediocre posts every single day. Um, and I would rather as a consumer see that as well. For example, uh, Harry Dry, he does marketing examples. He doesn't post every day. He posts maybe once a week, but it's like this super good marketing graphic, right? About comparison between two marketing campaigns or two graphics or two um, ads. And it's so good, right? But it takes him a while to create these and research and figure out how he wants to deliver this content that he can only put out a few really good pieces of content a week instead of a piece of content that's mediocre every single day. So now I would say consistency will help you get better at delivering valuable content. But the whole goal should always be like, will this deliver? Um, will this be helpful to my ideal buyer or your audience or whatever it may be? Uh, and will they continue to come back for more? Or will they start to tune it out because this is pretty basic? It's, I didn't put much thought into it, but I'm being consistent. So I would definitely go for the valuable content. Um, yeah, and that's what that's what I try to strive for. Oh, one last thing, actually. This is what I would always do before you post, right? If you're thinking about valuable content, I would I would picture in your mind, whether it's an ideal buyer or whether it is um, one of your best customers or whether it is someone in your audience that you look up to, right? I would think before you post any content, whether this is from a company page or a personal page, what will this person think about this piece of content? Are they, would they find this helpful and, and engage with it and be excited to consume it? Or would they probably like tune it out and maybe give it a like, just to be nice. Really keep that in mind and give yourself that like evaluation of like, dang, would this person consume this podcast episode? Would this person uh, enjoy this, this micro clip? Would this person find value in this graphic? Would this case study be helpful for uh, so-and-so? and actually run their face through your mind. I know it sounds odd, but it really gives you like that clarity on like, you know, maybe this is just kind of fluffy and maybe this wouldn't be valuable for someone. Let's go back to the drawing board and, and actually give some meat on the bones to this content. Um, and that's actually how I, I go about it, especially with our podcast, because I don't want to start diluting the content and making it like not enjoyable where people don't come back. I really, really think about like, who is listening to this? And like, if so-and-so was listening, what would they get out of this? Would they come back next week? Or would this be the last episode they listened to? Because it just wasn't that good. Um, so definitely uh, give that a try. It's been really helpful for me. Um, a couple more questions here. So Jorgen asked, what is the strategy behind your posting schedule? Uh, you know, to be honest, not too much strategy behind it. I post weekdays around 8am. Actually, lately, I've been getting a little bit lazy with that and kind of going between 9am and 10pm or it's not 10pm 9 and 10am Eastern. Excuse me. Um, and I only post weekdays, I actually used to do weekends. Um, but I've been kind of like trying to get off social media for the weekends. And I used to get pretty good engagement around it. But around the summertime, I wanted to spend time with family. And like a lot of people felt the same way. And I noticed that there was pretty 
poor engagement during the summer around uh, the weekends. So I just stopped. And even though, you know, people are back to school and it's it's winter now, um, there's not many reasons that I've found really to post on the weekends when it comes to my sanity or just spending time with family. So I used to, and if you want to give it a try, definitely do it. Um, but I like to take a break. Um, and like I said, in the past, I have gotten engagement. So you, you could give it a try if you wanted to. Last question I have here is from Kyle. And it's how long should you be uh, posting content on social networks before we see results? Great question. Um, You know, but it's very nuanced. So it depends on what you would consider results. So if you're looking for likes, reach and engagement, I would say a few weeks. If you're if you're consistently like connecting with new people and building relationships, I would start to see some an uptick in that within a few weeks, right? Uh, Inbound requests. Uh, I would say maybe six months of consistently posting content that's helpful for ideal buyers, whether this is a business page or, you know, some brand ambassadors posting content, I would say six months, I think is right around where we started to see like, Hey, I've been seeing your content. I wanted to reach out about X. Um, and now that's picked up even more, um, traction with like a legit following. I would give it at least a year of consistent posting, um, before you start to see like, People are connecting with you because of your content and you don't have to reach out to them to hopefully get new connections and followers. Um, And even like the inbound requests, like the thing is, if you're posting on LinkedIn to get business results, whether that's demo requests, uh, building a community, whatever it may be, um, I feel like you're kind of going at it wrong. So the best time to start posting on LinkedIn is when you don't need to post on LinkedIn as a company, right? Because you have, you've, you've dotted all your I's, you've dotted all your T's and you have revenue coming in in other areas. Now you can post on LinkedIn and create content for it without having the wrong intentions. Because when you're posting on it, hopefully with the thoughts of, man, I hope this is going to generate business. I hope this post is going to get me leads. Then the content is going to be diluted and no one's going to follow it. So it has to be 100% a brand activity that builds your brand and builds your community and connects you and builds relationships with your with your buyers, right? So again, the best time to start posting on LinkedIn is when you don't actually need to start posting on LinkedIn. And that can be the same about any other um, brand building activity, like a podcast, um, LinkedIn, uh, what else do we do for brand? There's, there's a number of things, but like you, when you don't need those things, go start them, right? But if you're hoping for leads and uh, inbound business requests because LinkedIn is your your main lead strategy, that is going to suffer and it's going to hurt your content. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions, uh, definitely send me a DM on LinkedIn, uh, Sam Moss, just search me there and I will uh, definitely get back to you and hopefully feature you right on the show here and answer some questions so other people can find it helpful as well. Um, again, thanks everybody for listening. We've been getting a lot of feedback on this, uh, series and this, um, you know, the AMA. So not sure what's on the podcast schedule for next week, but either way, whether it's next week or the following week, looking forward to doing this again and answering more of your questions through LinkedIn. 